controversial clickbait? Which source of media can we still trust? In today's episode, we dive into the world of media. We take a closer look at clickbait titles and how they mislead to controversial conversations and cancel culture. Is social media the one to blame for? Plug in your cassette player. It's time for Rec Play, the real creator talk show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rec Play, the real creator talk show. My name is Patrick, and today we have a very interesting topic. We're going to be talking about how media dictates the narratives and change perspectives. More specifically, we're going to be looking at social media. Today, our guest is celebrity blogger and also author. She is also the founder of the online blog called Sledded Montreal. Please welcome Petrona Joseph. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm good, and you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. So in today's world where information is just circulating at the overwhelming rate, when people have access to producing content in their fingertips, it really becomes hard determining what is credible and what isn't. Today, people are in confinement. They are increasingly on social media. They are creating content nonstop. If they weren't creating content before, they are today. And they want to be heard. It is only natural to start seeing uh, rumors get started. uh, And clickbait, clickbait titles are notoriously uh, one of the biggest causes of creating controversial conversations online. And the reason why that is, is not that all information is wrong, is that most of the time, just by reading a title, uh, things are taken out of proportion and people just start, you know, talking about it and, you know, essentially creating cancel culture. Today, we're going to be taking a closer look to the case study that you brought up, which is about the movie called uh, Cuties, which is on Netflix now. Then there has been so much controversy surrounding this movie. Maybe you want to kind of give us a little like insight of what, what happened and explain to us a little bit about this phenomenon. Yeah, sure. So a lot of times when we see things online, particularly on uh, our Facebook feed, the number one thing we like to do is share controversy. So, um, you know, if there's a controversial article, it's very, um, it's, it's, it's very commonplace. A person will share it and will be angry about it. And then without doing fact checking, another person will share it. And, and it's just a domino effect. And sometimes these effects, could really, or these situations could really affect someone's career, someone's livelihood. So, um, you know, I encourage anyone to do fact checking. In fact, uh, Snopes.com, I know this is not sponsored. I don't work for Snopes. This is not endorsed, but uh, Snopes.com is really the best, best fact checker. Uh, If you want to know if something is true, um, maybe just plug it into uh, Google Flag Checker as well. Um, There's tons of stories online. I remember a story came out the other day about a male giving the first male to give birth 
through the anal canal. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and I saw it on my feed. And I remember speaking to my grandma and I was like, could you believe this is technology? This is how far we've come. And then when I put it through Snopes, it was the number one fake story. So what Donald Trump says, fake news is really a phenomenal. It is. And, you know, like I, I fall into this very much too. I mean, we're, we're not living a normal, you know, situation right now. And whenever we see like those headlines, you know, we start panicking. We're like, oh my God, what is going on? And it's only when we start actually reading into it, that's when we kind of get the full picture. We're like, oh, okay. It's not as bad as what the headlines are saying. And, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, just like what you just talked about, you know, uh, male pregnancy or even, even mm. the movie itself. Uh, I've been like researching a lot of things on it. I didn't know about, is, is it Snopes? Yes, Snopes.com. Yeah, Snopes.com. Yeah. fact check my fact checker. <laughs> fact check. But uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it is Snopes. That's what I have here on my phone. There's also the Snopes app. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's it. And, and, and you know, like, you know, it's, it's, one, it's one phenomenon after the other. Like, you know, let's say, let's say there's something, a controversy that comes up for something. And then you have like a you know, snowball effect where people will continuously like be posting over and over and even eventually creating cancel culture about, about something. Yes. And, yes. and like you said, it might ruin someone's life and career. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what do you do next? Right. So mm -hmm. it, it is, you know, it, it is important when, you know, we're overloaded with information that we do fact check. But that's interesting, the, the, the website you mentioned. Yeah, and it is snopes.com. Snopes.com. Perfect. Yes. All right. We'll definitely check into this. So, you know, like, what, what do you think? It, why do you think it's happening? Like, why, why do you think, like, you know, besides, you know, people liking to gaining attention and so on and creating, you know, controversies, like, why would people, you know, create such, you know, impact that will lead up to, like, so much hate going on? Like, why do you think people are, are, mm. are doing this? Well, uh, there's sensualization. I mean, if you look at the whole, this, um, this is a phenomenal that is created from, let's say, uh, the tabloid culture. You remember when tabloids, the examiner, uh, you know, there was an office right here in Montreal. So there was examiner and there was um, another one. But I remember we used to have copies of those in our house. Wacko Jackson, uh, Oprah headline. So get understanding the paparazzi culture and uh, the money that comes from fake stories. It's it's really apps. I mean, a website is a business, right? So if you want to sensationalize something, uh, put something out of proportion, uh, you create a fake story on a blog, right? There's a lot of fake blogs out there. And, um, but you'd be surprised they're generating income. So, I mean, a lot of these websites, they're clickbait, right? I'm sure you're familiar with that term because it's a huge term in the YouTube community. I mean, I use clickbaiting sometimes for my articles, um, but never fake articles. I proud myself on being authentic. But um, so for me, Let's go back to the whole uh, situation with uh, cuties. I mean, it was so clickbaitable. I was looking at YouTube yesterday and it was still pretty much trending uh, cuties. You know, oh, Netflix got charged, um, you know, and but it creates views. It creates views, it creates clicks and it creates money. So at the bot, that's the bottom line to it. It's the money because you're going to click on that. 
that's a conversion, that's advertising. A lot of these websites you're gonna see advertising on the side. And surprisingly, these are sometimes big companies, big, you know, they have 15 bloggers and it's easy to create a fake story, right? It's so Absolutely. easy to create a fake story. Absolutely. And thank you for bringing the, the word clickbait. Clickbait, you know, it's, it's been going on for a while now. I mean, I've, I've been guilty of using them when I started YouTube to not too much, just like to test out just to have fun and it actually backfires. It actually backfires unless like you say, you have a strategy of a marketing strategy behind it to either using contribution to getting views or, or actually leading them to your uh, advertising that you're posting to getting money. I find it, it's, you know, it's unethical because then it's like, mm -hmm. it's, misleading it's misleading for the, it's misleading for the person who, who wants to go and, and, you know, read about and learn about something. And now, you know, in the case of cuties, um, full disclosure, I haven't had the chance to watch it yet. Uh, oh, but Patrick, I, well, we can't have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, hello, you've not watched cuties. I, I thought you watched it like last month. No, I haven't watched it. I've, you know, there's just like, you know, too much going on in my life to like okay, say like, sure, I'm going to sit, sure. you know, like, you know. But did but, you read my article? My article was a three minute read. I did read, I did read your article. And I also, okay. that, that, that's why I, I changed my, my, uh, my stance when, when remembering when you were asking, why is this happening and so on. And I said, you know what, this actually makes sense, you know, like, and, and actually I did research. I went on, uh, you know, YouTube and so on and, you know, typed in cuties, should I see cuties and so on. And there's, a, again, it's like one after the other comments and, you know, videos and videos and so on of people pretty much saying the same stuff. You know, you don't want to watch this. You know, mm. this is, you know, this is promoting pedophilia. This is mm. child pornography. Don't watch this. And then, you know, we read about your story and, and you know, like everything that has to do with, you know, for, from your youth and also so many other girls. And I, you know, I mean, by just like reading about the synopsis and looking at girls around me going to school and stuff when I was young, it, it mm. does, you know, it, it does relate to that kind of sense. And, and I'm like, okay, so, you know, this, and you know, this, this movie won awards too. And, and yet people are just, you know, and a lot of times, and this is why I brought up the point political last time, because it, there was so many, um, I would say mainstream media and the, and the States that were, that were really attacking this movie for political reasons. And I'm like, this is, they're not even criticizing about the movie anymore. It's not even about the movie anymore. And mm -hmm. that's kind of what it is. I see we're having some conversations going on with Heather. So she, she Heather is saying most of the resistance uh, is, was about film is very religious Christian folks. So yeah, Heather, do you want to jump in? Yeah, sorry. I just, I just finished my dinner. That's why I wasn't hopping in earlier. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have, I only watched the first part of the film after I saw that you were doing this tonight, Petrona. And, uh, okay. and so I didn't see the whole thing, but I found it very super interesting, you know, as a cultural eye opener right. type of thing. Didn't but, it surprise uh, you? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, certainly I see the where the controversy is valid in a sense that, you know, Netflix used a very kind of provocative uh, cover photo or poster originally, and I see that and then they pulled back on that and what what have you. But, mm -hmm. and, but I also understand that, you know, the need for a certain amount of explicit scenes to for people to actually be impacted by the film. But also I see how it would be a total uh, lure for pedophiles to watch the mm -hmm. film, you know? So it's a really fine line knowing um, uh, the right yeah, balance. Yeah, but did you see Baby? Baby no. is in its second season right now on Netflix. See, I don't and watch 
TV in general and Netflix, yeah. Well, Baby it, is highly sexualized. Okay. With two, I think they're teenagers. They're probably like 15. Wow. Um, and it's glamorized. They take yeah. drugs. Yeah. Um, prostituting themselves. So that's one of the arguments I didn't really necessarily want to bring up. Yeah. Did, uh, there's um, babies and tiaras. I mean, have you seen oh, that? Awful. Yeah. And one and of that's... the mothers was actually uh, paroled because of that, right? Interesting. Because mm-hmm. she spray tanned her two year old. Oh, yeah. No, you see documentaries about those things, and it's just like, really? Like, who, who really is so into that? Like, it's really mm-hmm. bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Heather, yeah. you bring up an interesting point about the poster because, you know, when you talk about trailers, uh, you know, geographically speaking, I, I watched the trailer that was sent in Europe and the trailer that was here, mm-hmm. and it was two different messages that was being sent. You know, one was like, you know, glorizing how it was, you know, uh, you know uh, an award winning movie, you know, uh, shows the lives of, you know, young girls in, in you know, mm-hmm. certain circumstances and like how, how they, they were brought up. And then uh, the US was much more, you know, going towards like the dance and I guess, you know, you could say more, more towards the pedophilia and like attracting that. And it, it's just like the way they're portraying to the market. And it's just, um, it's, it, it, it's, it's an interesting point as a case to seeing how uh, even marketing is done, you know, mm-hmm. in different locations, you know, geographically speaking and how they targeted people almost to say like, you know, talking about like, you know, was it babies and tiaras for uh, parenthesis. I, rem- I remember that show was on a, on a, long time ago and mm-hmm. uh you know that's that's a north american you know show so is it because people here are you know more attracted to that and then you know like mm-hmm. um europe, europe had it much more uh face value to what it really was so it's, it's a very interesting thing to to checking out not only for cuties but also to different you know mm-hmm. whether it's for movies or different just different marketing uh that's being done just to seeing how people are communicating from different locations Mm. Yeah, and I think I think the show, the Tierra one, I mean, it's been around forever, but it was like sort of maybe more subtle sexually, like it mm-hmm. was like these little girls in makeup and oh, aren't they so cute? They're like decorate, like almost like Halloween costumes type of thing. So in that sense, yes. it was acceptable. But when you think about the implications, like you think about beyond the surface, it's like horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what actually pushed me. Um, to discovery, you know, in the courtroom when they call discovery, when you do research. Now, um, I remember sitting down watching Netflix one night, I love movies, you know, and I said, you know what, let me just double check if if Cuties is really online. And um, so I put in, I couldn't find it first of all, and then I put in C-U-T-E-I-E-S, and I was astonished because the marketing used in North America was like, you know, very um, provocative, right? So I was looking for a booty shaking kind of like poster. And, um, but when I saw the face of a young girl, I was like, is this the same movie? I'm like, okay, let me watch it. And I watched it. And um, for seven years, I've never really done any controversy on my blog. The biggest controversy I had on my blog was, do you get magnetic lashes or do you get the good lashes like that's as that's as controversial as i got okay and then um so i was so afraid because i had a lot of friends that were very adamant this is pedophilia it's supporting pedophilia but then when i watched it having judged movies in the african film festival Mm -hmm. i was like this is an international movie first of all 
And I saw nothing wrong with the movie. In fact, the trailer that was being shown, if they showed the whole trailer, which is three seconds, actually three minutes, I timed it. Um, the young girl starts crying because she realizes this is not what it means to be a young girl. Mm-hmm. Now, um, posting it on my Facebook, I remember calling my lifelines. I called people that you guys knew. I spoke to, for example, uh, Samantha. I even I messaged Ali. I'm like, no, people are gonna hate me after. Um, but you know, everyone was like, you know what? If you feel strongly about it, post it. And I took the chance. And surprisingly enough, yes, I do have time on my hands because I'm not working all my jobs full time. So when I did post my article, I said, if anybody put in the comment anything derogatory, I will block them or block their comments. And I had the people who were very adamant about it being pedophilia. I saw they were taking down their posts, right? So they were removing a lot of the clickbaitable um, articles that they kept sharing for weeks, right? All of a sudden, I see them removing, removing, removing. And I'm like, okay, so this is working. And one of my friends here in Montreal, she's like, oh my God, um, the producers, they want to thank you. I go, what do you mean they want to thank me? I was like, get out the hell out of here, you know? And then and then I started talking to um, the, the director, the casting director who chose the young girls. And we started this whole discussion. And when I started seeing their feed, and then the director reached out to me, but even on their feed, they were sharing stories about how the movie was so acclaimed in France. I was like, get out of here. And then it's being shown in 180 theaters in Paris and well in France. I was like, if it's showing in theaters, it's really not that bad. But to get people to the understanding that, you know, you got to do your research. You know, I, I looked at Snopes tonight. The biggest story is a false article about Donald Trump. You know what I mean? So you'd really have to filter. Um, and then there's another story that the head of Netflix was uh, involved in pedophilia. And that was a story that was that was being really heavily promoted that Netflix and TEDx, that they supported same love or young love. You know, the there's this new way of saying pedophilia. It's not pedophilia. They're trying to get it accepted. So it's um, young love. Anyways, but it was a fake article. So I'm like, oh my God. So I'm looking here tonight. I don't know if you guys could see. So if you look on Snopes, you'll see all the fake articles that are pro- being promoted right now. Um, anyways, and then, but if you want to see the real articles, then you just really fact check and Google check. But that's that was an eye opening for me because I was I signed the petition to take uh, cuties off the air. I was appalled. I was like, oh my god! But when I actually saw the movie, I'm like, I love it. And the movie is still on Netflix, by the way. Patrick. You should watch it. <laughs> well, de- well, definitely. You know, like, I mean, I mean, honestly, your, you know, your article is, is what changed my mind of like considering to watching it as opposed to like what we hear. And, and it's, it's what's interesting is that, you know, like these are times where we are very emotionally attached and like everything we hear just outrages us. And I'm not the type who does that. You know, I come from a journalistic background. I usually fact check a lot of things. I know how the news even works, you know, by choosing what you want to show and what you don't want to show. So, you know, I, I kind of felt ashamed after reading your article saying, oh my God, I just fell into the trap myself. Mm-hmm. And well, Patrick, I, you yeah. were very adamant at first. At first you were like, oh, hells no. 
And then I was like, no, Patrick, it's actually the opposite. Just want to say hi to Lynn. Hi, Lynn. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, but it's like, uh, you know, like I was very like, you know, very protective of it because just because like besides cuties, like people were talking so much stuff about like Netflix and how, you know, movies and things that are being shown, which actually I have a fun fact to share. And this is coming from someone who watched a certain movie. That do if you know the movie that's called um it's a Halloween movie, uh Hocus Pocus, you know, it's a, it's a cult movie. Everyone knows about Hocus Pocus made by Disney. If you don't know, it's a nineteen ninety-three movie. It. Check it out. And I was watching this now, you know, now that I'm a grown-up, and I was like, I can't believe how much pressure they're putting on, on these young kids about virginity. It it was it was it was about if you're a virgin, you can like summon the witches in the movie. It's a kid's wow. movie. And if you're not, but like as a kid, you don't even know what that word means. So you're just like watching and laughing and you're like, oh my God, it's so funny. And then the whole, all the cues I was catching, I was like, I can't believe this. I mean, this is a Disney movie that's doing this. So that's, that's why there's a lot of movies out there, uh, you know, that are, you know, have some little messages like, like this and people have been bringing these things up, whether it's mm -hmm. movies, even toys. I don't know if you mm -hmm. saw there was like a toy Uh, a, a little troll doll, doll for a, for uh, for little girls. And I looked for that story everywhere to see the source. Until this day, I cannot verify if that's a real story. That's why I stopped promoting it. Exactly. So that's the thing. Like, there's there's so many of these stories just popping out one after the other that that just builds up and saying, you know, there is something, some sort of plan or pedophilia plan that's going on, and and that's how I fell into the trap myself, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like, it's almost like, you know, checking in with yourself and going back and seeing what is causing these emotions, you know, that's, that's, you know, bringing up in, inside of you, that's mm -hmm. making you say, you know, things that information that we're being fed online. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, you talked about a lot of these articles that, are, that you're fact-checking. Any of these articles come from mainstream or these are all like random blogs that you're finding? These are blogs that make up all these stories Um, I can maybe name one or two. And some of them, they look very credible. Um, you know, um, let's see here. But but you see, that's the danger. The danger is not necessarily the blogs itself, right? The danger is us sharing on social media and creating a cancel culture where they may not need one to be. And the director, you see, look, The Postal Service agrees to reverse service changes. That's a false story. Who really defeated the um, uh, Islamic State Obama Trump? There's so many fake articles today. Um, Trump election eve drug discount for seniors gets snagged. That's a fake story. Um, film your hospital. And they're all here. <laughs> and all of these stories, if I look at how many shares, um, C-SPAN suspends Scully after he admits to lie about the hack. Now, uh, Scully is someone in the White House. You know what I mean? I can, there was a story about Hitler creating an, or inventing something a couple weeks ago. When I looked at Snopes, it was the number one fake story. So maybe, the, maybe what we should start doing is really being a little bit more introspective about what we share on social media and not get carried away with, you know, with the whole, I guess, the sens sensationality of it all. Absolutely. Lynn, This, did, yeah. did, Lynn did you watch Cuties? Because you have three daughters, right? That I was typing something with one finger. It was going to take me forever to type what I wanted <laughs> to type. 
I didn't watch cuties. You didn't watch cuties, right? You don't even know what it is. Okay, my my 14-year-old here doesn't even know what it is. And she's like all over social media and stuff. I didn't watch it. I, I don't watch the Netflix movie. Yeah, did you watch it? No, but apparently it's really controversial. Yeah. Um, anyways, I, I don't watch movies. So I had heard about the controversy, controversy and everything. What I was going to write was that once upon a time, there was something called actual journalism and actual mm -hmm. reporting. And we as a society, we're just not bright enough to handle something so powerful as mm -hmm. access to instant information. Like we have this incredible tool, but we're so dumb. And I hate to say that, but we just are so dumb. Yes. And like anybody who's <laughs> an actual investigative journalist, I feel bad for them because you all get lumped, you know, they all get lumped into the same category as, you know, the onion or you know even even mainstream news outlets like cnn and fox i watch everything why mm -hmm. because you have to watch everything to kind of figure out what's true and even then you're mm -hmm. not sure it's about it's about money now it's become such exactly such big money you know mm -hmm. information sensationalism headliners it's big money mm -hmm. you know and people don't want to hear that cuties is a nice story you know and you should watch story. it yeah i'm mm -hmm. sure it is like when i when i heard about it i'm like that would be something i'd be interested in watching if i had the time because i'm curious about these things mm -hmm. you know i don't um when when i do watch movies i want to be entertained and informed and it looked like something that i could i would watch mm-hmm Mm -hmm. and, and you know like this brings to the you know when we talk about like how social media is you know people are just sharing without thinking it's almost like uh well i was what I, while i was working i was listening in the background the the documentary is the social dilemma mm -hmm. yeah so i was i was listening to it and inside they're kind of showing how you know like how the 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 apps the the, the social media networks the way they're built into bringing certain information to certain people mm -hmm. in certain locations to making you like get you know get get into shock and say I want to like I I cannot do this I cannot be silent I have to post and it just creates this mm -hmm. you know again snowball effect and so part of it has to do with the mechanism also behind it and like you said Lynn you know our minds are not programmed to dealing with instant information that's coming at this at this rate and part of it has to do with the you know with the AI that's behind all this that's mm -hmm. kind of saying. You know, Petrona, I think, I think you'll be interested in this, you know, like, oh, Petrona, I think you have, you'll have a strong opinion about this. Why don't you post mm -hmm. it, you know, and like keep on pushing the, these things. And in, the, in that documentary, they were showing how geographically, if you're located in a different area, let's say even Canada, even Quebec, different areas that you're located in, you'll be getting different kind of posts or news or information that's coming to you Targeted. that's relevant to you. And, mm -hmm. and that's where the danger comes. And, and you're right. We should, not only should we fact check, but we should take the time before we post and anything, anything you post, mm -hmm. no matter good or bad, take a moment, breathe, be confident, think over it. Just like how we say, you know, like what's the expression? Turn your tongue seven times before you speak. Is that the expression? There's an expression like that. I, I think don't know. So. I never heard of that. Or, or, or maybe, maybe it's something in, in, in my own culture. I, I don't, I don't know. But you know, my mom used to always say that always think, you know, turn your tongue before you speak. And it's like, mm -hmm. once, you know, it's like, it's right. It's like, think about what you're going to say before it comes up from your mouth. But it's the same thing when you're posting, it's coming up from you. So be sure you, you do that. Uh, we're almost out of time, but you know, before we wrap up, um, tell us a little bit about, about your blog, uh, Petrona, because you, you, you are 
someone who creates content continuously and you have a blog. So tell us a little bit more about that. <laughs> well, I could tell you that I can't believe that it's day 15 of my 28 days and I'm still blogging and it's so tough. Um, but blogging when I first started seven years ago, actually I started eight years ago, I was laughed at and I'm so proud more. I'm proud. I'm more proud to be a blogger than my first degree. And I remember when I first started blogging, I used to rehearse in my head, like, what do I say to people when they ask me what I do for a living? Because blogging, saying blogging was embarrassing, you know? So I would be like, oh, I fly to Montreal in New York to discover fashion, right? Because that's what I first used to do with Slated uh, New York. And the traveling back and forth to Montreal in New York, I knew it got so strenuous, but it's so amazing to see how my blog transformed from me just being on WordPress and not caring who saw or who reads my blogs to hiring a company to do it. And, you know, I, I still believe in organic, um, an, an organic audience. I don't promote my blog. I know nothing about SEO, uh, word keywords or whatever. I just write what comes to my mind. And I've been doing it, like I said, seven, eight years. And I love it. And I never wanted to be put in a box that's the other thing, you know, when I used to do, I got discovered on TV because of my blog, because when I used to do all the fashion, that's how uh, the, the station came out to me. They're like, oh my God, we want you. You know what I mean? So that's why I wrote my book as well, to show that blogging can create so many doors. And seven years later, I have my own PR firm. I don't even advertise my PR firm. I get people from all over the world. I do a lot of press kits, you know, so my writing is my passion is writing and it opens the doors for me and i'm really happy and i hope i make it till the 28 days <laughs> it's tough man it's tough but yeah if you guys know anyone uh you'd like to be discovered in the 28 days i am still looking for a doctor to see how uh, the pandemic affected them in any ways. I did get referrals to a dentist, but I'd like to know of any doctors. So if you guys know any that would like to share their stories, I'm still looking for that. But I'm happy where the blog is. Nothing is clickbaitable. Nothing is uh, to be seen. I could care less. You read it. I always say, if one person reads my article, that I'm a success, you know? And, and last thing though, because I'm Caribbean, and because I wanted to be a lawyer, my dad is finally okay with me being a blogger. So he's like, oh, my daughter, I don't know what she does, but she, she does something and it's great. You know? <laughs> she writes stories. <laughs> so now I'm okay, you know? I'm okay with being a blogger. And the reason why it's called a celebrity blogger is because when you do the transition from being a TV personality then you know the next best thing for you in montreal because montreal is such a small city is to be labeled a celebrity blogger well congratulations actually you know like you're you know you're doing it and i know you're, you'll be able to do the rest of the 28 days and really like i think i think a lot of creators can emphasize with you by saying that i don't know my, my parents don't know what i'm doing today but you know what i got so many opportunities that you know so many doors that opened to me because of this but yes. so thank you thank you so much patrona for sharing you know being here thank you everyone who has joined our conversation <laughs> being here and everyone we, we tell you to go fact check before you post anything that is the message <laughs> of the day that was celebrity blogger patrona joseph 
from the online blog called Slated Montreal. It's S-L-A-Y-E-D-I-T-Montreal.com. If you're interested into celebrity content and lifestyle, make sure to go check it out. We also have exciting news for you. We have launched our REC Cyberspace online learning program, which is meant for creative entrepreneurs. So if you're looking to learn more about social media, production, and also entrepreneurship, this is the platform for you. There are plenty of free content available for you to immerse in. Also, make sure to check out our new app, which is filled with immersive challenges to helping you boost your creativity and keep you productive during the pandemic. To find all this information, just visit our website, recmtl.com. This was an episode of RecPlay. My name is Patrick, and I'm signing off. Did you enjoy this episode? Join us for weekly conversations, share your stories and tips with us, and meet amazing people. Most of our podcasts are recorded with a live, engaging audience. For more information, visit www.creatorhq.org.